More Bulls Beat Now. Once again, here's Derek Sharp. So I look around the office and it's pretty much how I last saw it. I guess that's a sign that maybe, Chris, although you didn't know for sure you were going to get the job, that there was a feeling it could happen, right? Yeah, I mean, of course, that's the that was the desire and, and hope. But you just, you know, obviously you go through the then you've been in the business as long as I have. And, you know, you never take anything for granted. So what is the main thing that's going on right now? I mean, I'm sure there's a tick list right now. Yeah, I mean, the main thing right now was obviously talking to players, um, re-talking to players, current players, uh, making sure everybody kind of understood, you know, where things were, what direction we were headed, make sure that they're still, like, on board with that. Um, and then the second thing, in no particular order after that, <laughs> was to fill the open position, um, coaching position. And at the same time, you know, even though we really are excited about the class we have coming in of our incoming freshmen, mm -hmm. we still, I still want us to add like a couple more players from the portal. I think we need that experience in certain positions, but we are very excited about the class that we were able to sign a few weeks ago. So the portal, you know, a lot of people talk about it when it comes to mostly football, but also basketball. It's, it's huge. How has it impacted soccer, in your opinion? I mean, yeah, I mean, it's huge. I mean, in the sense that you you can, like, almost, like, plug and play, like, with players because you know exactly what they're capable of doing because there's a, a clear, like, track record of what they've done at the their you know, their level, you know, depending on what conference they've been in. So it, I think it makes your job a little bit easier from just kind of taking out those question marks that you might have of, as an incoming freshman. And, you know, you've got talented players. You just don't know how quickly they're going to make that transition. This, this kind of cuts that transition, like question mark out of, out of the equation. So that, that's the biggest thing. We'll get back to the roster in a second, but I do want to get your reaction to learning that you got the job. I mean, uh, Michael Kelly, I can sense that he had you as a strong candidate, but he, he probably didn't tip his hand. And, and what was the interview like? And when he let you know, how'd that feel? Um, yeah, it was, uh, he definitely did not tip his hand. Um, uh, it was a very like thorough process. I mean, I had to go through, like I, I'm sure all the other candidates I had to go through um, the initial Zoom call um, where, you know, it was Michael proceeded to batter me with about 15 or 20 questions. <laughs> and so he was very thorough. And then, you know, I, I wasn't quite sure what was going to happen after that. Then it was like, OK, by the way, you need to come in and do a formal in-person interview. Like, you know, we're bringing other candidates in. Um, and so that was kind of different to like and weird at the same time to like be in here and kind of and then all of a sudden be like, OK, now I got to go start this interview process. It had like, been a while, right? Yeah, <laughs> <clears throat> but I enjoyed it. Um, it was very like thought provoking. I, I got to interact with some administrators that on a different level. Um, so, you know, that was, uh, it was nerve wracking, but I was excited to go through the process. I don't mind those interview processes other than being, you know, like, um, oh, the anticipation of 
like, and at the end, I'm like very critical of myself. So as you step away from it, you're like, all right, like, how did I handle that? Man, I, I, I should have said that or whatever it is. And, but I think I walked away from it feeling like I did as well as I could have done in, in that moment. So I was pretty happy with that. And then, um, and then came the waiting over Thanksgiving and, um, you know, the two or three days in between. And I was just telling the Rev who I was walking up here with, um, you know, gave me a big hug. And I said, we were talking about, you know, like how God sends messages and that sort of thing. And, you know, whether they're like loud or, or very quiet. And so my brother had passed away on Sunday, like not this past Sunday, but on, on that date, on this day, oh my on Sunday, um, about five years ago. And so I was sitting in my room kind of like, you know, thinking about him and it was about seven o'clock at night and I look over in my phone, like I didn't even have the ringer on, but I saw the number pop up and I wasn't even sure who it was. And I almost was like going to silence it, but I was like, I grabbed it and, you know, it was Michael on the other end and, you know, he kind of, even then when the first couple words, I was like trying to read his tone and I was like, I have no idea what he's about to tell me. And then within a few minutes, he was like, okay, we, we'd like to offer you the position. And so I was pretty like elated and just relieved at the same time. And then I went down after he's like, oh, you can't tell anyone because, you know, we haven't told the other candidates. What about Denise? Yeah. So I went downstairs and, uh. You know, and, you know, she looks at me I and mean, she didn't know I was on the phone with Michael, but I was like, you know, I got it. And right away, she just starts like bawling, you know, like, you know, tears of joy, but relief, too, for her. Because I think she was just as stressed as I was. I mean, she was even more stressed because she was like, I really like want this to happen for you, like because you want it and that sort of thing. That's amazing. So much for the uh, message coming uh, quietly when Denise reacted. But uh, yeah. and also hang on to that uh, that phone number, that line number for Michael Cal. Good. Per Michael's instructions, he's like, "You got my number now. You're you can, you can text me, call me anytime you want." I'm like, "Okay." That's awesome. Obviously, you've been with the program for a while. Over the last couple of years, not where you wanted to end up the season. So mm-hmm. we're a ways away from the fall naturally. But right. is there a main area that you're trying to, when you talk about the recruits, pick it up? Yeah, I mean, I just, and I, and I talked about this during the interview process with the search committee. I, I mean, I know exactly, we know exactly where, you know, where we're falling short, I guess, for lack of a better word. It's not, it's not because of talent. I mean, if you look at our numbers in Y Scout in terms of, you know, time of possession versus opponents and, you know, the ability to create chances, like, and opportunities, like, that's all on par with where we've been over the last decade when we've had so much success. Um, I mean, obviously, this year, um, you know, I feel like it got better, and and if not, and I I don't like to, I'm not a coach that likes to make excuses. I mean, it is what it is, and we, we needed to take care of business, and we have to be like prepared to um, manage those situations, but you know, not not having a couple uh, very key players um, for that first half of the season, um, losing a couple of players that had committed that were going to be impact 
program changers to them in the 11th hour after they'd signed to them going and signing professional contracts. I mean, that, that was four players that, you know, but, you know, forget about the two that signed pro contracts, just speaking about the people that were here, not having those two players um, in the mix and still like trying to like integrate some transfer students into our model of play and losing essentially, I can look at our schedule and go like, those are the two games in early on that we lost that essentially, I know for a fact that kept us out of the NCAA tournament, even though, you know, we had a great run in the, in the conference um, regular season and, and did quite well. And we're really happy with where we were playing. So, yeah, I mean, we, we need to be more efficient in front of the goal. And obviously we've been spoiled because we've had yeah. players like Olivia Chance, like going way back, Olivia Chance and in terms of a goal scoring um, mentality and, and somebody that could just like score goals at will. We had Olivia, we obviously then had Evelyn, who, you know, is like a generational player in terms of soccer in general, but for sure college. And then we had Sydney Nacello. Um, so when you're, you're trying to replace production and just that ability to just score goals, it's like a lot easier said than done. So we, we were, we're that's kind of the piece we were missing. And I, but I feel, you know, I, I don't like in terms of the foundation and everybody else in the talent level, like, I feel like we're right where we've always been. We just have to be better and more efficient in front of the goal. So as you wrap up, the the point is you don't have to drastically change whatever that last coach was doing. No, okay. no, okay. no, no. We don't, okay. I don't point the fingers at that one. <laughs> yeah. Hey, congratulations, Chris. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And as you can tell, it's after the interview, my voice has cleared up a little bit. We can tell you the players he was speaking about, Sadie Sider, who had so many big goals late in the season, and Peyton Felton, Sider being a transfer from Canada, a sophomore, and Peyton Felton being from Memphis were the two. He talked about being injured. Now, as far as players who were healthy and were healthy contributors, got to mention both, Getiana Fetai and Vivian Bissett were named to the United Soccer Coaches All-South Region team. Bissett will move on, no doubt, to a professional career, and Fetai, who had that memorable Near goal, late in regulation in the conference tournament. Ball sent in by Buellis and cleared away by the Owls, but onto the path of Fetal. Oh, what a blast and a great save! Lexi Gonzalez on a sensational volley by Fetoy. Maybe the best shot of the year that I've seen. And it was ticketed for the goal. I mean, that was Sports Center number one if it's a goal and was all around the most threatening player for the Bulls this past season as a sophomore. Looking forward to having her back next year. Thanks again to Chris Brown for joining me. We are your home for Bulls soccer on the radio. No doubt, Bulls Unlimited.